What's up, guys? Artist Version 1 here, and welcome back to another edition of the Three-Way Dance Wrestling Podcast. But unfortunately, we are not the Three-Way Dance this week. Shelby is uh, off on assignment. So joining me, as always, is uh, he comes crashing down, and it hurts inside. Nick. Gotta take a stand, it don't help to hide. I got a twofer on that one. I got an 80s song and a fucking wrestling theme out of that one. Or should I say, what's up, brother? Yeah, there we go. Yeah, because tonight, we got a show for you here tonight, of course. We're going to play It Came From eBay. The scores have reset on It Came From eBay, and we're playing the... um, uh, in the yeah. final score, the final score on the uh, it came from eBay was uh, fifty three sixty three, so that's what it was. Uh, but the scores have reset, and we are playing the uh, the um, the not the abbreviated uh, the different version, I guess. I say, um, but of course, three word dance, and we're going to be talking about Hulk Hogan's. Fourier in the music. Well, I mean, he's got a couple little Fourier's in the music, but his actual full-blown album here, Hulk Rules in the Wrestling Traveling Boot Band. Um, <laughs> uh, last week, uh, Nick was like, I'm going to be unavailable. And uh, Shelby really wanted a break, so I was like, all right, fine. Go ahead. Take your break, but I'm going to make y'all suffer next week. And Shelby somehow got out of it. So I was like, you motherfucker. Well, I at least so, said why I was away. Selby was just like, oh, I'm unavailable this week. I know, yeah, like three days before, you know, he should have been listening to this shit. And it only was like, what, a half an hour? Maybe yeah, it was 29 minutes. minutes is what the full album was. Like, I mean, I sat while I was eating dinner the other night. I was like, you know what? How about I give this, uh, give this a whirl? And then I wish I hadn't. I went live on YouTube and listened to it and did my notes and everything. Oh. Yeah. Uh, but before we get to all that, of course, we got to talk about some news. And uh, let's talk about something that would probably make you very happy, Nick. Um, back in the 80s, you know, before, you know, the majority of people, you know, knew wrestling was a work. You know, um, used to be like 80, 20 people thought wrestling was real. Now I think it's the opposite. You know, maybe even 90, 10 people know it's a work. And that 10% are like, this shit's real, right? Because I still run into people sometimes. They're like, this is real. But back then, you know, people like Iron Sheik and Sergeant Slaughter, who, you know, was said to when he turned heel, wore a bulletproof vest to his car, you know, because of the amount of heat he got uh, and everything. But there is somebody recently who is getting that type of heat again here in 2023. (laughs) And that person is Don Callis of AEW fame, because recently a fan was so furious with Don Callis that he, he finally just said, fuck it, and just legitimately attacked Don Callis at a, what was it, Triple Mania press conference, was it? Yep. Yeah, so your thoughts on that? As much as I dislike Don Callis, his job is to get us to dislike him. That's, that's what his job is right mm-hmm. now. Dislike him. Play up heel heat for Kanoska to catch the, that. That's what his job is. Um, if you don't honestly know, or if you can't honestly acknowledge that wrestling is a work, especially now, you yeah. have no business even going outside uh, <laughs> when you get up in the morning, let alone fucking trying this shit. Like, I mean, 
And again, I can want about Don Callis, but nobody deserves to get fucking hurt because they're doing their job. Like, that's ridiculous. Just reminds you of, like, the old school 80s heat when, like I said, Slaughter had had to wear a bulletproof vest to get to his car some nights. And, you know, uh, people like, what uh, what I'm going to say, Midnight Express had to, like, leave the arena, like, right away just so they could get away from all the people. You know? Yeah, like... Fuck. Well, yeah, it may not be good that he got attacked, but it's just, it's just, I don't know. I think it's cool in a way because, like, he's getting that much heat. We're like, you know, it's like yeah. bringing it back, bringing back the '80s. You know, where it's just like he, he hates him that, that much that. that, like, he's gonna jump a rail and get him. You know what I mean? I can acknowledge that. Like, yeah, you hate somebody that much, and obviously Don Callis has done what he had does been best. assigned to do or does best exactly. Yeah. It's like I saw a thing the other day where it was like Don Callis and Dominic Mysterio are the two best heels in wrestling right now. They can't even fucking talk, and the crowd is just shitting all over them. Like, yeah, like it's uh, fuck. Like that, that. That's when you know they're doing their jobs well. Specifically, Don Callis here for him to get attacked like that at a press conference, not even during the event at a fucking press conference. Mm-hmm. That guy was like waiting for that moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. Like no, no, no. I'm not gonna do it here. I'm gonna wait for the press conference. Yeah. Okay. I'll watch this whole show just so I can wait for the fucking press conference. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Like whoa. Mm. Yeah. No. Again, as much as I dislike Don Callis, nobody deserves to get fucking yeah jumped like um, that. I'm pretty sure that fan who uh, attacked him, though, is now banned from Triple Mania. Hey, speaking of being banned, um, Rick Steiner. Oh. Uh, yeah, Rick Steiner, as we uh, mentioned here a couple months back during WrestleMania weekend, um, he said some unpleasant things about Giselle Shaw, who has uh, come out as trans, used to be a man, now a chick. And he said some unpleasant things during uh, one of the conventions during WrestleMania weekend, and he was banned from WrestleCon. They were like, that's it. We're not going to have that around here. WrestleCon said, you know what? Maybe he's not that bad of a guy. Yeah. So WrestleCon Detroit is coming up, and they went ahead and booked him as long as he made a public apology again. And Rick Steiner said, fuck that. So WrestleCon has banned him again. For not making an apology. Your thoughts? I'm conflicted as to what to think about this. And only because when the incident first happened in WrestleMania weekend and mm-hmm. he made the comments against Giselle Shaw, and I think it was like a couple weeks after where they're like, oh yeah, he's apologized to WrestleCon and other people were at the scene, but Giselle Shaw refused to attend. Okay, wait. And then I kind of, and then it was like, okay, it just kind of blew over. Like, Ron Breaker was like, oh, I don't agree with my dad. Got it, got it. Okay, fine. We obviously knew that you were going to come out saying that because you work for a publicly traded company. Like, you're not. He's like, I love chicks with dicks. I love them. But then, but then, so Russell Khan acknowledges that he apologized. Acknowledges that one of the parties declined to show up. They didn't say who it was. Hmm. They acknowledge that they believe in giving second chances. Mm -hmm. 
and then all of a sudden it's like, oh no, we've uh, we've um, redacted the invitation. Like we, he's not coming anymore. And it's like, make you make up your mind. Well, they said he could come to the WrestleCon in Detroit as long as he makes another public apology, and he refused to do it. Well, I mean, he already made one at. I mean, he did make an apology. Was it public or not? That remains like that. That I guess is something of judgment. I don't know. It's a whole. It's a really confusing situation. At the end of the day, I don't know what to make of it. Like, I don't believe that Rick Steiner is actually a bigot or homophobe or transphobic. But I also don't admonish Giselle Shaw just because she was victimized by the whole thing. Mm-hmm. We don't know the whole story, like, and, and again, like, I mean, I'm not like I'm not by any means homophobic, transphobic, bigoted, whatever you want to call it. It just when you don't have the whole story, how can you pass judgment uh, towards either party? At the end of the day, like, it, it I, I don't know. Yeah, because Giselle Shaw was doing a uh, virtual signing for uh, KNS Sportatorium. Uh, think last month or something and they asked her about it and she was just like i'll talk about it when i'm ready to talk about it so Hmm. which that was the signing that was the signing i really wanted her to sign no dick no problem but right well i can understand i can understand you know i mean in in a situation like that and to put myself in her shoes maybe she's not ready to talk about it yet okay that's Mm -hmm. fine at the same time, we don't know exactly what happened because we only have one side of things besides an apology. But if he's refusing to make a public apology, uh, I don't know. It's just a fucking confusing situation all around. I hope and if that he st- if he still works for the school board of Georgia, you figured that right. would be the first thing he would do is make a public. Oh, one. yeah. For sure, yeah. You you would want. How could you not? You know, you so, work for a school board. Yeah. But then at the same time, why would you make the comment to begin with in a public forum when you knew it was going to end up on social media going viral? Mm-hmm. Uh, when you work for a school district, maybe why he just that maybe a part of him just thought like he was just going to yell this shit at her, and everybody else was just going to carry him on his shoulders and you know go along with it. But when even his own brother is like, uh, yeah, that's uh, that that won't work for me, brother. Wow. Uh, when you got Scott Steiner saying like too far, dude. <laughs> yeah, like I don't know. It's just I hope that whatever Giselle Shaw is going through uh, in regards to the incident and everything like that, I hope she gets through it and it doesn't affect her. Uh, in the long run, like it doesn't seriously impact her career trajectory or whatever else. Yeah, um, it doesn't impact her. Well, I mean, that's a good plan. Hopefully it doesn't <laughs> impact the, the, the situation. Yeah, I mean, hell, fuck. You get it? Impact situation? Yeah, exactly. I get the situation. Yeah. All right. I get the impact, so to speak. There you go. Um uh, Giselle Shaw seems like somebody who has a lot of energy, though. Hey, speaking of energy, there it is. Ooh. Yeah, woo! I think it is. Yeah, woo! Uh, Ric Flair. You know, ever since uh, his last match, he's been getting his hands in whatever 
fucking branding he can uh, get his hands in. And this one, he has gotten his hands on Energy Drink. Uh, recently released the Woo Energy, oh, which is a mushroom-infused energy drink. Oh, come on. It comes in three flavors, lemon, passion oh. fruit, and some other flavor that I don't know. I can't remember it. Um, but, you know, it, it is low in sugar. Uh, I, I looked it up earlier. because I was like, Can oh, you I say mushroom? Do you mean like just a standard mushroom like you put in your spaghetti or like magic mushrooms? Spaghetti. Okay. It's like That's those type of mushrooms. Not, not like high mushrooms. Yeah. That's still fucking ridiculous. Yeah, okay. it's still weird. Because like if I'm at a store and it's like mushroom infused, because like I'm all for trying like, well, this is not sugar free, but I'm all right. for trying like new sugar free shit. Like I just bought the uh, Kim Kardashian fucking Kim A drink today to try. Okay. Yeah, I know. Didn't um, know there was such a thing. All right. Me neither. Until I walked past that Walmart, I'm like, what's this? And it was like Kim A by Kim K. I'm like, all right, I guess I'll try it. Um. But yeah, I looked up this and it was like six grams of sugar for like a whole can, which I was like, all right, that's okay. But mushroom infused, which I'm 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 pretty sure it doesn't taste like mushroom, but still, you 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 have that thought. Yeah, that's like, it's kind of like Rocky Mountain oysters, where it's just like, oh, these may taste good, but you have that thought of like these are bull testicles. I've never had them. So Me neither, but I'm just saying. I can't. You know? Well, I guess. If you is want this to something, put it that it, way. Is this something you would try? It's like $30 for I, on his website. I've stayed way largely from energy drinks for the past, like, four years. Damn. So, and, and it, it's just because, like, I would get hooked on them, and then I would just drink way too many of them, and I'd feel like shit. So I just I got li- away from that. Like, I try and limit myself to, like, one a day. Like, I got away from most caffeine intake. Like, I used to drink, like, four, five, six cups of coffee in a day. Now I'm lucky to get through a half of one cup. I just don't, I don't know. I can't do it. Hmm. Um, okay, we'll go with these. Um, I don't have a clever segue for it. Uh, well, but... well, speaking of energy drinks, though, uh, Logan Paul and KSI are in shit over Prime. Yeah, I heard about that, yeah. Which I've I, I tried some of the prime energy drinks and, you know, some of those flavors are just and eh, and some they're hit and miss. Right. But I love how the FDA is just like, oh, there's 200 grams of caffeine in this. I'm like, boy, you've never picked up a monster, have you? Yeah, well, I mean, I guess now the FDA is investigating all energy drinks, specifically prime. Because it has the equivalent to six cans of Coke in one of the standard uh, bottles in it. Like, mm. six cans of Coke. Like, I mean, shit. Like, there was a time where if I could get through three cans of Coke in a day, I'd be lucky. Because it's just like, this is, it's, it, eventually it's just like, I can't fucking drink any more of this shit today. Like, Wow. Just the sugar uh, alone. I'm just thinking of the sugar alone in a regular. Well, the sugar store. alone is one thing, and you get uh, bloated, and then you have all the fucking caffeine, and you're like, "Oh, I'm wired, but I don't feel like doing shit." Exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, wow. Okay. <laughs> and uh, the next thing I want to talk about here, uh, 
two people potentially seem to be on the radar of WWE, which is weird because first I hear they're in a hiring freeze. Now they're, I don't know. Um, but first up, Brian Pillman Jr., who uh, recently just said, fuck AEW, I'm out of here. Um, he's potentially, oh, he was actually spotted at the yeah. Performance Center training, so he could potentially show up in WWE. And the second one being recently, well, he was on a handshake deal with uh, Impact, that being the former NWA World's Champion, Nick Aldis. Your thoughts? I can see Pillman Jr., absolutely. I'm not sure about Nick Aldis, because... I think Nick Aldis would be like... Bobby Roode, by which I mean, like, he'll yes. go to NXT and kick ass. Yeah. You know, but then but once they go to the main roster. On the main roster. Yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll make it look like they're going to do something with him on the main yeah. roster, and then he'll just fade into obscurity. I feel like, though, too, if, if Nick Aldis was going to go to WWE, he would have went before he went back to Impact. I don't give a shit about the alleged hiring freeze or any of that. Mm-hmm. I feel like he would have went to WWE before going back to Impact, especially on a handshake deal to work for what two, three months. Yeah, like, I guess. Like I'm not sure. I'm not sure, and especially too. Like I could sooner see Nick Aldis wanting to be at Wembley Stadium for All In before mm-hmm. I see him signing with WWE this soon. I can see him, like I said, I can see him going to WWE, but I just see a Bobby Roode route for him. Oh yeah, absolutely, I do too. I I won't uh, I won't disagree on that. He won't be used to what people want him to be. Or maybe if they're lucky, he might get a Samoa Joe route, where like he might be hanging around the main event, but he just won't quite make it there. He'll get a U.S. title once in a while, maybe the NXT Championship. Yeah, something you know, like that. Have- He'll have a very, like, what they call a meteoric rise and then just kind of fizzle out. No. Until eventually he's doing commentary for NXT Europe and then gets released. <laughs> and the last thing we want to talk about, some sad news here. Mike Halleck, Aww. a.k.a. Mantar, passed away last week. So, you know, the thing I always ask is, favorite Mantar match? I couldn't give you a favorite Mantar match. I just love Mantar. Oh, and sad. There's so many good choices. It is sad that he passed because I feel like if not for the stupid bullhead gimmick, he could have been probably pretty good. You're telling me Mantar wasn't good? I'm not saying he wasn't good. It's just the Mantar gimmick with the stupid fucking Minotaur head or whatever the fuck that was. The entrance attire or whatever that was a bit much. I won a um I won a free Mantar autograph the other night. Oh nice. Uh, oh, was it in full like bull suit? No, it was uh without the bull head, but yeah, oh, like okay. the, the the makeup on and stuff. It, it's yeah, actually yeah. pretty cool. Yeah. All right, that was the news this week. So we are going to move on to our games. We like to play here. It came from eBay. And the three-word dance, and we always start with It Came From eBay, but we are playing a different version of It Came From eBay because when one of us are not here, we adjust the rules, which I still give Nick three 
uh, items that I found, three wrestling-related items, of course, that I found on eBay. And this time, he has to find out which one is the most expensive. But the caveat is, if he finds the one that's in the middle, nobody gets any points. And if he hits the one that is the cheapest, his opponent, Shelby, who is not here, will get a point. And like mentioned at the start of the show, since our live episode that we did, the scores have reset. So it is... I got to start off hot. Yeah. I gotta start off hot, brother. So I can't miss any shots, dude. Uh, let me see here. Do I have anything on this page? Okay. So your first three here is: Is it a 1991 Big Boss Man Halloween mask? It is just one of those plastic Halloween masks that feature yeah. everybody's uh, favorite cop from Cobb County, Georgia, or? Is it a 1999 Slamboree pay-per-view crew t-shirt? Size XL. It just has the Slamboree logo on there, but it also says crew member as well. Or, oh, this one. Or is it the 1987 WWF ice cream bar box, but this is a box that is cut in half? For some reason, yeah. The box was cut in half. Uh, it features Hulk Hogan on the front of the box still. Uh, and yeah, it's an empty box, obviously, because the box is cut in half. I don't know. I found it really bizarre when I found it. Um, so which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? The Slamboree Crew shirt. Points. Nick. Yes. Because that T-shirt is actually going for the price of $124. In 99 cents. How much uh, was the story cut out there? Oh, $124.99. Damn, really? Yep. Oh, shit. Uh, your next three here. Let me come closer here. There we go. Your next three. Oh, these are some cool ones I found here. Is it the 1982 Japanese trading cards? That are uncut. You're, are you familiar with uncut trading cards? Yeah, you get it like basically a sheet of them. Yeah, essentially. And these feature the likes of uh, Hulk Hogan, uh, Andre the Giant, uh, Vern Gagne, Bruiser Brody, amongst others. Um, hmm. Or is it the 1992 WrestleMania 8 Collector's Cups? It features the two... Uh, main marquee matches on there the Macho Man and Flair and Hogan and Sid. It's one cup, by the way. It just features both of those matches, by the way. Mm. Or, this is an interesting one. Or is it the 1987 WrestleMania 3 press release kit? This was a press release kit. Basically, say, like, hey, this is what WrestleMania is. And hey, these are the matches we're going to have. And these are the people that are going to be there and such like that. Which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? Hmm. Let's say the press kit. Press kit, no points. You were actually looking for the 1982 Japanese uncut trading cards. Oh, going, yeah, I suppose. Going for the price of $1,200. Yeah. There's I actually like that. a bunch of other stars on there, too, that I, that I, you know, I only write down a couple so I can, but there, there was like a few right. others. Bruce Brody, Vern Gagne, I think. Um, Vern Gagne, I think Sheik was on there. Now that you say that. 
He oh, could yeah. have been on there. I'm pretty sure. All right. And your last three here. Let's go with. Okay. Let's go with these three. Is it the original WrestleMania? WrestleMania 1. The original WrestleMania 1985 program. If you've ever been to a WWE event, you know that they have a program that shows you. the. Well, nowadays they show you the whole roster and everything like that. I don't know what they entailed back in 85. Probably something akin to that. Um, or is it a 2002 WrestleMania 18 ticket stub? This is just a ticket stub from what people, what some people consider one of the best WrestleManias of all time, WrestleMania 18. Or, oh yeah, this one's cool. Or is it the Remco Hulk Hogan baseball glove? This is a baseball club that says Hulkamania on it. It is, uh, yeah, yeah, he'll catch a ball for you, brother. Um, The Hulkamania logo, of course, is in yellow, and the glove itself is in blue and red. And it is kid-sized. So which one of these three are going for the most expensive price on eBay? Okay, sorry. So it's the Hogan baseball glove, the Remco what? Remco Hogan baseball glove. Okay. Yeah, the 2002 WrestleMania 18 ticket stub or the original 1985 WrestleMania program. The WrestleMania program. Uh, no points. Fuck. You Son were actually bitch. you were actually looking. You get ready for this one. Hope you're sitting down for this. You were looking for the 2002 WrestleMania 18 ticket stub. Remember no this, way. Oh, get ready for this. Going for the price. Going for the price of four hundred fifty-one dollars and nineteen cents. You're kidding. I, I'm dead serious, man. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. <laughs> That's a bit much, man. I know, right? That's I could under- tape. I think it was, was that one. Oh no, it was a stub. I, I saw one on there that was um like what? apparently the ticket was never used. Did I did I write that one down? Wow. No, I didn't write that one down. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. All right, now we move on to the three-word dance, which is where we give each other three words that relate to a wrestler, maybe. And we see if we can make the connection here. And I've been going through my backlog here because I've missed a lot of them. Um, Let's go with... Oh... Oh, okay. Yeah, good look. Well, you might get this one. You're pretty smart. Your three words are cape, piano, note. Hurricane? No. Nikki Cross? No. Kane? No. Cape, piano, and note. Cape. C-A-P-E. Yeah, cape. Oh, okay. Sounds like you said cape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 cape. I fucking hint. Um. Your hint being. Their valet was named Symphony. The maestro? Yeah, fuck. Yeah, I thought that was too much. Yeah, the maestro. 
Uh, piano because he played a piano to the ring he yep. wore the cape and his finishing move on the indies was called the bad note oh okay yeah. next three words wire network stage wire network stage Vince McMahon no hmm Wire. Oh wait, what? What? No, too big. Um. No, I don't know. Maybe Dexter Loomis. No. Wire network stage. Wire is what's getting. Oh wait a minute, Raven. No. I was thinking because he almost blew the. WrestleMania 2000 feed by hitting that wire. Mm-hmm. Or 15, whatever fucking WrestleMania he was at. Yeah, yeah. Um, wire Network. Wire is what's really fucking me up here. Wire Network stage. John Cena. Big Show? Nope. Hint. Hint being Oh shit. Uh Clutch. Clutch? Yeah. Shane McMahon? No. I was thinking when he pulled the clutch for the limo. I guess you could say camel clutch or cobra clutch. That type deal. Oh, okay. Um, oh, is it uh, Ted DiBiase? No. Network stage. Is it Iron Sheik? Nope. Slaughter? Nope. Much more modern. Much more modern. Lacey Evans? Uh, too modern. <laughs> um. Oh, what? Is it Steve Austin? Nope. Okay, I got nothing. Muhammad Hassan. Damn it! Because the the fucking uh wherever the wire the the wire yeah. spot with the, the yeah network UPN wanted him off he was power bombed through the stage Cobra Clutch oh, yeah the camera yeah. fuck yeah once you said it I put them all together um let's go with uh see some of these ones I wrote down so long ago that I'm just like. Fuck, I, I forgot. How the fuck does this fit? Yeah. yeah, in fact, I forgot the words that, like, I'm like, that's clever. Um, all right, uh, your three words are hardcore, asylum, cane. Cane spelt which way? The wrestler. Sandman. Damn it! 
is hack. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> okay, so next three words. Planet. Kiss. Kick. John Stasiak. No. Really? Oh, shit. Hold really? on. Let's stop writing shit down. Okay. Planet. Kiss. Kiss. Kick. Kick. Yeah, I stopped writing shit down once you're like, kiss. I was like, okay, that's got to be Sean Stasiak. Um, Planet. Randy Orton? Nope. Uh, oh, fuck. Meat? Nope. Just checking. Um, planet, planet, planet. Jeff Jarrett? Nope. Chris Statlander? No. Oh, fuck. Planet. Kiss. Kick. Uh, man, I got... Fuck, hint. I got another. Yes. Oh, really? Daniel Bryan? Yep. Oh, shit. The planet's fucking champion, fucking kiss, the fucking kiss, 18 seconds, the kick, I'll kick your fucking head, yeah. I'm gonna kick his fucking head in. Um, I had to give it away to you, because I was like, how the fuck did you... I I was fucking like, oh, God, planet, because, like, once you said planet and kiss, I was like, planet, Stasiak, the kiss is on Sean, you know, I was like, okay, yeah. And then I was fucked. I was like, okay, I have no idea. Um, let's go with... Open here. Um, no, it's too easy. Uh... Oh, okay. Let's go with this. All right, I like this one. Your three words are tough, chavo, Royalty. Tough Chavo Royalty. Chavo. Jacqueline. No. Chavo. Tough Chavo Royalty. Edge? No. Booker T. No. Chavo Guerrero. No. Kurtwin White. No. Addy Guerrero. No. Hacker Guerrero. No. Mondo Guerrero? No. Gory Guerrero. <gasps> no. Dominic Mysterio. No. And. They are a current champion 
in a company. Tough Chavo royalty. They are a current champion in a Charlotte. Uh, no, never mind. Nope, it's not Charlotte. Uh, and she's not a current champion. No, she's not. You're right. Yeah, I get that. It fuck. Chavo, loyalty, current champion. Fuck. No, not fuck. I have nothing. Tough, tough enough. Chavo, Chavo Guerrero. Royalty, well, you're kind of there. King, current champion, current digital media champion, Kenny King. I did, wouldn't have got there. Kenny King was on all. the second. Yeah, Kenny King was on the you second season tough of enough, yeah. Tough Enough, and Chavo Guerrero was a trainer on that season. Yep. And Royalty, King, and yeah, there you go. Okay, so the last three words, I guess, because yeah. is that your third? Yeah, that was my third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so last three words. Invitational. Commentary. Chalkboard. Matt Stryker. Fuck. Yeah, Matt Stryker. I was like, uh, if you wouldn't say chalkboard, I probably would have to think about it for a little bit. If I said just bored, B-O-A-R-D, like, would you have thought about it? Have I had to think about yeah, it? Yeah, I would have had to think. Fuck. All yeah, right. I would have had to think. All right, so that was the three-word dance, and it came from eBay. And we're going to get into our review of uh, one of the best albums of all time. Oh, no. <laughs> um but before we get to that, I want to give a quick shout out to the great people over at MoviesRUSA.biz. That's right, .biz, where you can head on over and find some hard-to-find TV shows and movies that have either never been released on physical media before or haven't been released on physical media in quite a long time. And you can head on over there and get those on Blu-ray or DVD by special request for movies only, not TV shows. Um, and you can use our checkout code and save yourself 50% on your entire purchase which that's a lot of savings and if that wasn't enough for you you're also going to get free first class shipping and international listeners you're also going to get free first class shipping no longer free first class international sorry free first class international shipping no longer have to pay the exact shipping amount to get the goodness that is movies usa.biz uh great stuff over there they just added the likes of, uh, let's see here, where they added the Life with Louie cartoon show. If you've never seen that, check that out. yeah. Um, the Exo Kitty from, um, you know, Netflix. They have the entire series of, of the original iCarly, which, hey, don't judge me. Um, yeah. Hey, it's a, it's a funny show. Uh, oh, I'll agree with that. Or, uh, let's see, I'm looking at a list here. Or, uh, the, 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 the movie from Apple Plus, Tetris, about how Tetris was uh, 
made and the controversy behind it. Lots of good stuff there. Um, Plus, wrestling titles, Lucha Underground, the entire 1997 year of Raw's War, uh, plus others. And if you somehow look through the almost 3,500 titles and you can't find something you like, don't hesitate to email him. He might be able to find that for you. And be sure to let him know that the three-way dance wrestling podcast sent you. Be sure to use the checkout code three-way to word or the number. Doesn't matter which one you use because they're both going to save you 50% on your purchase. So head on over to moviesrusa.biz today. All right. So Don't forget what's up my ass. Oh, yeah, that's right. And before we get into uh, Hulk rules here, we actually have a segment here that Nick likes to get some things off his chest or out of his ass in this case. So, Nick. What's up your ass? I think I've mentioned before about my disdain for the way Hook has been booked on AEW TV <clears throat> as of late. Uh-huh. And last night, Hook not only lost the FTW championship, but his undefeated streak to fucking Jack Perry on free TV. The, Hook, when he first debuted, was the hottest fucking talent they had. Shirts sold out before they were even fucking printed. Fucking like... Everybody was like, oh, Hook is so great. And now it's like he just lost to Jack Perry with shitty fucking pubes on his face that still can't cut a promo. I'm just really like, I mean, you have a homegrown star that you've been building and building and building. And then you have him lose a a championship that means nothing to one of your so-called four pillars by nefarious means. So the one of your so-called four, four pillars can't even win a championship. You don't even count, like, without J- I, I just fucking something got well, fucked up with the booking there. To be fair, they did treat it like a big deal last night. To be fair, yeah, last night, but still, they haven't booked Hook the way they should have. But I guess that stands to reason when most company hasn't been booked the way it should have. But anyway, that's that's what's up my ass before I get too heated and fucking, yeah. Isn't that the whole idea of what's up your ass just for you? Well, yeah, but I don't want to get too heated when we're already talking about a shitty fucking album. (laughs) Oh, this is going to be good, I'm telling you. Um, Kind of. All right, so Hulk Hogan, Linda McMahon... Uh, Jimmy Hart and some other guy I can't remember the name of all got together back in 95 and said, hey, let's make an album called the Wrestling Traveling Boot Band. And they did. And believe it or not, this actually cracked one of the Billboard charts. Uh, Do you happen to know which Billboard chart that was? I couldn't tell you. It was the kids chart. Well, that makes sense. Number 12. (laughs) Number 12 on the kids chart. You know, um, so hey, there was an audience for it, you know, so um, yeah, all right. <clears throat> uh, Hulkster did play bass on this album, of course. course, yeah, all right. So the first song is Hulkster's in the House. Um, the Hulkster's in the House. I will say, uh, I was liking the beat at first. And the riffs were kind of were were all right. Yeah, the the beat the, the, like the that rock beat there, it's um, yep. it, and then I was like, it's gonna be. I wrote down, it's gonna be one of those songs where it's like, it's the same fucking lyrics, just yeah, over and over. And then like once I heard different lyrics, I was like, different lyrics. I'm shocked. 
And um, so and then I wrote down like, wait, so what happens when the going gets tough? Because you know, like it was just the same. It, it's the tough gets rough. Yeah, no. like, oh god! And then Hogan was barely on this song. I'm like, the fucking album's called Hulk Rules, and like that's all you did was like the going gets tough, the tough gets rough. That's all you did. It was some other dude singing it most of the time. Well, I made an album before Randy Savage, brother. That is true. I mean, well, yeah. Okay. Um. I did like the beat though. The lyrics were just fucking asinine. Yeah, that, that, that was it. Uh, but then we go into number two, oh. American Made, which was his WCW theme song. Which you know, I've always heard this theme song like on TV. You know, when he comes to the ring and everything, so like it's it's always kind of been there, but I never really listened. And yeah. you know, when I actually sat down and listened to it, you know, I can kind of get behind this. I kind of liked it better than Real American. It wasn't bad, yeah, I will say that. It wasn't bad, but by no means was it something to be elated upon either, like, but, celebrated. Uh, here's something that happened, though. So I'm listening oh, to this. back, brother. Um, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, I can get behind this, kind of liking this better than Real American. Then I wrote down, this isn't too bad so far. I have a feeling I'm going to regret saying that. Then we get to Hulkster's back. And, that, the pump. and that's when I fucked up. Um, uh, and then right uh, at the beginning, Linda thanks. Hogan's like, what a nah. I'm like, what? You want a what? What the fuck? I got to go back and Check listen to that. Cause pump, want a nah. I'm like, what? Want a what? Check out the pythons, baby. Um, uh, Hogan rapping. Who asked for this? Never again. <laughs> And Linda was pissing me off trying to be like the oh my god, Becky, look at her butt. That uh, clearly that what she was going mad. Yeah. Holy fuck. Like the song oh, coming no. up later. Um Hulk's the one. That's Linda McMahon too. What year did this come out? Ninety-five. Holy fuck. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That you did the one and nah at the beginning. That was Linda McMahon, too. I could have gone without knowing that. Yeah. Uh, but, like, yeah, she kept going for that, oh, my God, Becky, look at her butt thing. And it was just like, dude, stop. And <laughs> this actually made me laugh fucking out loud. Like, I was like, oh, my God. Hogan said a lyric. Look at that new vein in my tricep. <laughs> Yeah, brother. <laughs> it's just one of those ridiculous. <laughs> it's just one of those ridiculous fucking lines. And I'm just like, it was like one of the like trail out lyrics, but I was just like, this is fucking stupid. You know, yeah. and I was like, I knew I was going to regret saying that this wasn't that bad. You know, but, but Jimmy Hart, Jimmy uh-huh. Hart came in. Came in clutch because track four is actually the wrestling boot traveling band. Um, actually had a Beach Boy slash uh, Jimmy Buffett vibe. Uh, this sounded like Jimmy Buffett for dummies. Yeah. Really? You didn't like this? Here's the problem. I did like this. Oh. I shouldn't have enjoyed this, but I was like, what the fuck am I listening to? Oh, why am I having a good time? 
Yeah, and I was I wrote, I'm loving this. Jimmy Hart seems to be an underrated singer. And yes, I know that he used to be in the Gentries. I know the that. Gentries, man. Keep yeah. on dancing. I keep on and, dancing. Uh, I was like, this is a simple song, but it works. You know, it, it, it's so simple, but it fucking works for me. I had to go back and listen to this twice. In fact, I was listening to it today before fucking we did this. You know, sincerely, the wrestling, or, you know, you don't fucking think. The wrestling boot traveling band. Yeah, fucking, this, this was like the saving grace. This made it all worth it, in my opinion. At the end of the day, when I look at my reviews after having written them fucking two days ago, yeah, obviously yeah, it was. You know, like, uh, wow. Like, why didn't Jimmy Hart ever do like a solo album? If there's one out there I don't know about, fucking please let me know. I will because say. because he was in wrestling, that's why. Is that probably why? Okay. That, that's basically, that, that, that has to be. I was about to say, if there's a uh, solo album out there of Jimmy Hart songs, I would love to sit and listen to it. Um, track five though we go right back down the fucking shitter though. Uh, bad uh, to the bone, twenty one seconds. Literally twenty one seconds of a motorcycle revving. Yep. Um, where is Hogan? Barely here. And I, I wrote, "Where is Hogan?" Not that I'm missing him, but where is he? Yeah, it's basically just Jimmy Hart. Well. And the other guy that I can't remember the name. I think it was like JJ something. I forgot his name. Uh, who cares? Um, not not the oh God. I and the strange thing is not JJ Jolin, brother. And the strange thing is not the fucking worst song on the album. That's that's Steven Saturday. I think I want to be a oh God, yes. Oh my God. Uh. Track six, I want to be a Hulk maniac. And like, I, I fucking heard the song start and I just wrote, oh no, just, just no. I knew this. Wait, as soon as I heard it, I was like, fuck, no, 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 no. Because I knew this fucking song. Just fucking awful. And I was like, more Hogan rapping. Awesome. Great. And then. The- <laughs> This line I wrote down. When the dealer pushes up on you, tell him what you're gonna do. Like, okay. Here you go, Will. Here you go, Will. You want some drugs? No, let me tell you what you're gonna do, brother. Drug dealer. My second of two lines. Why is Hulk trying to rap again? Make it stop. (laughs) My next thing was, please stop rapping. Dot, dot, dot. Please. (laughs) (laughs) And then the chorus sounds like a cult chant. Oh my god, it's not like something a cult would just keep chanting. Oh my god, I just it just kept going. It was so bad. It was like a cult chant. Like you go to a cult and they just keep chanting that until you know, no, 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 And all they do is, and all they do is eat pasta mania, brother. Na 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 leader. Na 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 na. That's what it seemed leader, like. Leader, <laughs> leader, Batman. Yeah. Oh my God. This this was probably like the worst fucking song on this album. Oh, the next one's pretty bad though. Like really bad. Yeah. Oh. I'd probably I'd probably put this above it though. Oh no. 
Really? Okay. Track seven. Beast yeah. Patrol. And I just okay, wrote, why, yeah. why are we letting him rap? You know? And I said, I put, oh my God, he just said, whoop, there it is. And yes, it was 95. Whoop, there like, it is, brother. Yeah, and he, a lot of people said, whoop, there it is. But I actually had to rewind it back. I'm like, did he actually just say that? And I had to go back, listen to it again. And yeah, he did say it. Um, and I was like, so wait, are they the Beach Patrol or the Wrestling Boot Traveling Band? I'm confused now. The Wrestling Boot Traveling Band. You know, like, oh, this this was bad, too. But, like, if I had to choose between the two songs to listen to, I'd probably listen to Beach Patrol before I ever listen to I Want to Be a Hulkamaniac again. Fuck. I would listen to I Want to Be if a If I were in a cult, like, if I was, like, in Heaven's Gate, if I was in Heaven's Gate 2.0, then, yeah, probably I'd listen to I Want to Be a Hulkamaniac. I want to be all going back. It is just fucking. Oh god. Um, track eight is Linda Mc. Oh, Linda McMahon. Fuck. Linda Hogan, uh, then wife of Hulk Hogan, solo song. Hulk's the one. And that's you know who is singing that. Yeah. Fuck! I said it would have been hard to get booked at a county fair on that. Holy fuck! Really. Yeah. See, I was like, this has like a late 80s vibe to it. And I was digging it. The course was fire. I was singing along. Wow. I was kind of into it. Now that I know it was her singing, I'm just like, holy fuck. Really? Like, what? Wow. Wow. Okay. It had kind of like that late 80s vibe to it, you know? Like the song, the the, the 80s ballad, like, oh. Not Pat Benatar, but um, fuck, who am I thinking of? Um, Cher. No, not Cher. Maybe somebody like um, Madonna. No, not no, not Madonna. Who's that one that does uh, Alice Wild? I think her name is. Who? Allison Wilde? Whoever does this song like... Tim Wilde? No, no, no. The girl who does it. You just keep me hanging on. Tim Wilde. Kim Wilde. That's what it is. Kim Wilde. Fuck. That's the kind of vibe I... I I don't know. I didn't get that. Really? This is shit, bro. This is kind of shit, man. What's it doing on my album, brother? I don't know. I kind of dug it. Like this is like uh, this one and the Jimmy Hart one, the the good Jimmy Hart one. That is, I'd I'd find myself going back to listen to. Wow. Okay. Really? I, I okay. I figured you'd be in for this one. Um, this is how I couldn't give a second listen to. Man, this is just fucking. I could listen to the even though there's some shit songs on here like fucking I want to be a Hulkamaniac. I would listen to this again before some of the other fucking albums we've done on this show. Probably. I probably would too, but that doesn't mean I would listen to it anyway. No, I'm not saying like, oh man, let me pop on my iPod and fucking walk down the street and listen to this fucking shit, but you know. Um, Next up is oh, it's the Hogan Ballad. Hulkster Hulkster to heaven, brother. Um, Which, you know, it was kind of hard. It's kind of hard to make fun of the song considering that this is actually based on a fan who wanted to come see Hogan in England and they actually left the seat empty for him. 
Um, but just one of the lyrics just really kind of bothered me. And that was, um, when the hoaxer comes to heaven, we'll tag up again. And I'm just like, that's, that's kind of morbid. You really think yeah. about that. And plus the song was just way too goddamn long. Yep. This went on for four and a half minutes. It sounded like a shitty Barry Manilow song, man. Oh my god. And like I mean, I guess earlier I asked, like, where's Hogan at? Here he was, because this was all Hogan in this song. Yeah, brother. You know? Talk about oh. heaven. Oh my god. I'll just... catch you up there, brother. Oh. I mean, like, I get the sentimental feeling behind it and everything, so I don't want to rag it too hard, but like you know, Hogan can do a lot of shit. You know, put put his face on an energy drink or a microwavable cheeseburger or a fucking thunder mixer. Hey, have at it. But sing fucking ballads about little kids? No. That sounds really bad out of context. Microwavable cheeseburger sounds really bad out of context, too. <laughs> he had those. He had Gross. a line of microwavable cheeseburgers and chicken sandwiches. I'll fill you up, brother. Or Hulk give you the shits, dude. <laughs> Hulk burgers. Oh. Oof. Yeah, he's had some weird shit. Like, you know, taking a detour from this. Like, uh, what was the one? You... Hostamania. It was hostamania.com. It was a web hosting website. You could go to hostamania.com and get cheap web hosting. Wow. Yeah. There's a commercial okay. for it where... He wears a thong and rides a fucking wrecking ball like Miley Cyrus. That's disgusting. Yeah. Good luck sleeping tonight with that on your mind. Um, That's and, gross, brother. <laughs> and the final track on the album is Hulk Rules, the title track. Uh, this had the same beat as track six. Oh, God. Uh, just stretched out. Um, but... This did have a saving grace, and that was that funky sax solo. Uh, wow. Yeah, oh, come the on. funky sax solo. This was shit. Oh, come on. The funky sax solo was dope. I'm not saying the whole song was good. I'm not saying that at all. Because it was the same beat. It was the same beat. As I want to be a Hulkamaniac, just like the, the notes were stretched out to be longer. But like, I'm sorry, funky, dude. This was that, awful. Oh, come on. But you got to love the funky sax at least. No. Oh, come on. To quote Lois Griffin, this, this blows. <laughs> Man, I'll give you that the fucking song sucks, but that funky sax is just. Man, that was like the saving grace of it, man. Like, fuck the rest of the song. Just let me listen to that funky sax solo so. on repeat. If you say so. <laughs> Fucking joke. You sound so, like disappointed in me. <laughs> like, I just, so. we had to watch this fucking show. I just, no. Okay. Um, all right. So that was the final track on Hulk Rules. So uh, I think I think I know where this is going. But uh, <laughs> on a scale of one to ten, what do we give Hulk Rules and the Wrestling Traveling Boot Band? Three. 
And that's you know very what? generous. <laughs> I'm gonna go six. You're kidding. I'm I'm serious because like uh you know the wrestling boot traveling band, that's a that's a fire mm-hmm. song. I, I like it. Uh fucking Hulk's the one, regardless of what you say, I kinda dug that shit. And that that fucking funky sax, man. You know, that that, that that's gonna get me. Plus, you know, the WCW theme. You know, um, if you ever sit and listen to, like, just the theme, it's actually pretty damn good. It's one thing when you hear it on TV. When you hear it on TV, it just kind of blends into the background. You're like, whatever. You know, which is what it did for me for, like, fucking 20-some-odd years. You know? But when you sit and actually listen to it in front of a computer and shit to actually, like, review it, I'm like, wow, this is actually really fucking good. You know? So, I mean, like... now, I will say, this is not perfect by any stretch of the imagination. I want to be a Hulkamaniac. I, I want to fucking kill. I the, want to be a Hulkamaniac. Fucking, if I ever join, like, a Hulk Hogan coat that, or a cult, that's probably what they're chanting. You know? Everybody gather around for the chant. I want to be a Hulkamaniac. You know? Because that... Yeah, brother. You know? Um... And plus, don't ever let fucking Hogan rap again. You know, I know Hogan, again, Hogan puts his fucking face on everything. Pasta, you know, mixers and grills and all this shit. But don't ever let him rap again, please. You know? I'll grow your meat, brother. You know? And the only reason I'm giving it a six is because I'd actually find myself going back to listen to at least two of these songs. You know? Come on, you know you're going to go back and listen to wrestling... You know you're going to go back and listen to Wrestling Traveling Boot Band. No, I'm not, Ashley. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Man, your hatred for this is really shocking to me. I'm sorry. I figured there'd be some hatred, but not not this deep. It just was not good. Oh, my Lord. All right. All right. See each other. All right, so that was our review of the Hulk rules in the Wrestling Traveling Boot Band album. Um, so, yeah, no after segment this week. We're just going to get fucking uh, in and out. I got this. a fact of the week. But I was setting you up for that. But we are okay. going to do Nick's fact of the week. So, Nick, what's your fact of the week? When Shawn Michaels won the World Heavyweight Championship upon his return to WWE in 2002, he didn't actually want to be the world heavyweight champion because he didn't want to be on the road for 250 plus days a year. He didn't want to be doing the book signings and all the appearances and all the everything else that come along with being champion because he wanted to spend more time with his family. And as a result, that's why he lost it very shortly after he won it and why he didn't win it again until he retired. He never won it again. Yeah. Well, exactly. He never won it again. That's why he never won it again, despite being offered multiple times to be given the belt. Nope. I don't want to do that. I know, because, like, I think at WrestleMania 23, he should have had it. Yep. That's just me, though. But, <clears throat> all right, that was our fact of the week there. And like I said, we usually do, like, a little after-segment game, but we're going to pass it out, and we're going to go right to our vintage pick of the week which is um usually a promo a segment a match something we think you should look up and check out um you know for you wrestling fiends out there so nick what is your vintage pick of the week 
My vintage pick of the week is the Broken Hearties on the Facts of Life with Eli Drake. When it's yeah. like, delete, yeah, obsolete, yeah, delete, yeah, obsolete, yeah, delete, yeah. This is all confusing. I'll see you tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. I actually have two vintage picks of the week this this time. Because uh, I wrote down one, and then uh, once I was writing down the news, I was just like, oh. I thought of another one. So your first vintage pick of the week, if you guys really liked Jimmy Hart's wrestling traveling boot band song, then you're really going to love Jimmy Hart's Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield. Really Eat good song. Eat Your Heart Out, Rick Springfield. She's, She's my girl and she always will be the only girl for me. Oh, that's dope. And a rock and roll singer going to take her away from me. That's a dope song right there. Um, and uh, unlike Nick, I have a favorite Mantar match. So I suggest that you go all go check out the Royal Rumble 1995. Hmm. The debut of Mantar. So, yeah, there we go. There's the bell. So we know what that means. That is the end of the three-way dance wrestling podcast. Sans Shelby this week. Um, next week, I have an idea of what we can do. I'm not 100% if I'm going to commit to that yet. Um, mm. But uh, it, it, it's, it's the front runner. Um, so, yeah, we will let – because when SummerSlam is like, what, a month away? Something like that. You know, it's me, like not any it's, – it's a couple of weeks at least. Yeah, because I think it's like at the end of August, isn't it? SummerSlam. I think it might be mid-August. SummerSlam. Oh, no, August 5th. So, yeah, oh, well, for, it's not that far away then. Yeah, it's not that far away. All right, so we'll do a... Maybe we'll do a classic pay-per-view of a SummerSlam or something. Yeah. Maybe that'll be within the cards. All right, so that's going to do it this week for the Three-Way Dance Wrestling Podcast. For Nick, I am the Artist Version 1, and remember, be breezy.